Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I'm Jill Hamilton, editor at Clearance Jobs. Thanks for joining us all today. We're going to be talking with Colby Turley from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And we'll talk with him about his role at CISA and also about understanding phishing attacks. Colby, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the conversations. Can you just tell us maybe what you do at CISA? What brought you into looking at specifically this topic? I go back. The U.S. Army brought me into this field. When I was getting out of high school and things like that, I knew I liked uh, IT. I was you know, kind of more of a technical person, even in high school. So the U.S. Army found that talent and they brought me in as a, a technical controller and I kind of flew off with that. And I later on, I, I started my career with WorldCom uh, at the time. You know, I got my hands dirty in a lot of things, you know, IT related before the Internet. You know, well, at the time when I was in the Army, the Internet was starting to become big. You know, I went to school and that's how I found my way to CISA was at the time was a MPPD. I really felt that this agency here was a place that, you know, could really use a lot of my talents and and background. And I really felt, you know, the most comfortable here at this agency, especially, you know, since my experience and everything prior to that. Current position right now is information system security manager. My responsibilities is ensuring that Basically, the things that CISA preaches to the federal workspace as far as how to secure your systems, my job is to ensure that CISA is also doing that as well. Making sure our systems are secure and that we're meeting all of our federal requirements and things like that. Right. No, that's great. So let's then start talking about phishing, just understanding phishing attack. Can you tell us what is phishing and who does it target? Phishing is a form of social engineering. The phishing attacks use email or malicious websites to solicit personal information by posing as trustworthy organizations. It's basically a bad actor that is trying to either gain access to your personal information or trying to steal money from you or both, obviously, because if they're trying to steal your information, they're trying to steal your information so they could get money of some sort. So that's in a nutshell what phishing is. So how would somebody know like how somebody got their email in a phishing attack? Well, there's various ways. And I I was actually just thinking about this. You know, your email address, you put that out on just about anything to other individuals who, you know, may be saving us on either their computers or database or things like that. And when these bad actors hack into those things or obtain that information in some sort of way, you know, they get it and they put it out on the dark web or whatever. And then that's how, you know, they get access to people's email and information and things like that. So they can do these phishing attempts and things like that. So that's typically how, you know, those type of things happen. I mean, that information is out there. Your email is out there for people to take advantage of that and use that for, uh, you know, bad actors, really. Right. What would be some of the most common used methods for phishing that you've seen? And maybe even like like who we're targeting, like who's who's commonly being being attacked. 
to be honest with you, it's everyone. It's not really like a particular person that, you know, someone has in mind. A lot of times it's someone that's really just sending out thousands of phishing attempts and just seeing which ones they get, you know, which one is going to click that link. I've, I've have received phishing emails on my personal email and, you know, on my work email, even from, I'm talking about probably, you know, like years ago. Now, Scissor is really good with filtering that stuff out. So I usually don't see that. Uh, but it's happened on both sides. You know, I've seen even when I was, uh, you know, working in private industry, every now and then a, a phishing email would, would get through. Uh, so it, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, they're, they're going for all any type of email address that yeah, I guess they can find. That's so true. I always feel really accomplished when I pass my internal testing emails. When it's like, congratulations, that was a a phishing attack. Well, not a real one, you know, (laughs) like, yes, I saw through all of it. So which is a helpful tool, honestly, to keep to stay aware. So why would you say phishing attacks are so successful? Like, is it because we're so much more virtual? Like we just have so many more avenues of ways that people can reach out to us? Why is there such a rise in that? I've thought about this too. And I think the reason why phishing attempts are so successful has a lot to do with our technology and how integrated that is in our day-to-day lives. I mean, if you think about it, everything that you do, you're either going to a website or you're going to an application to get your information, to know what's going on with something, to get schedules for something. So everything is kind of guided in, in directing your lives through technology. What I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that with that and that information that you're getting, and because our lives are directed by that, we have an, a human element to that, right? So you receive information from your bank saying, you know, your account is low, right? That causes you a little stress. You may go in and say, oh, I need to transfer some money. Or you get a, a, a email from your son or daughter's teacher from school saying that they're having issues or problems, you know? That's the email you're getting. It causes some type of like human emotion or response or because we, our technologies are, is directing our lives. They're, they're, they're the ways that we communicate. So the reason why these phishing attempts, at least I think are so successful is your every day of your life from the day you wake up to the day you go to sleep is being driven by technology. And let's say you're, you're having issues going on. Maybe your child is you know, having problems in school, or maybe, you know, you're having a lot of work done to your house or something like that. And you definitely want to make sure that you have enough money to pay the contractors and all this stuff, whatever is going on in your life. And then you get this email, bam, from your bank saying, uh, there's a problem with your account. You know, we're going to shut it down, you know, by close of business today. If you don't log in and, you know, reset your password or shift these, um, uh, um, shift this money from this account to that account or something like that. You're already stressed and you're already kind of thinking about things. You got all these issues going on. And then you get this email and you're like, Oh, this is just one more thing that I got to deal with. And you click. That's how they get you, you know, and you don't even realize it until your real bank is calling you and saying you don't have any funds. And then you're going back and you're kind of thinking like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Yeah, that's how they're so successful. And from my experience, that that's what I would say. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I think because there is so much that touches us from technology, but you bring up the point where it's cybersecurity deals with people like you can have all the technology in the world, but it's people that are either accessing it or using it for good or for bad. It's those emotions that go into things that really sometimes drive us to make the decisions and they get preyed on. And it is interesting to watch how it changes too. You know, like growing up, it used to be phone calls, like you get the 
phishing attacks. I mean, if you call that through phone calls where you would give your information over the phone, you know, like <laughs> those are the olden days <laughs> dating myself here where you call the home phone actually. But even, you know, like you could, it was like, that's what we were trained for. Like one generation's trained to spot scams over the phone. And now it's like, they're coming at you through all the different messaging systems that just may, and they sound close enough to be true. But let's talk about avoiding it, you know, because no one wants to be a victim of a phishing attack. It feels very alarming. And like, it's just a, it's such a, it's not a great feeling when your information's been stolen. I've had that before it was physically stolen. So they had my, some of my stuff. And that feels very, that was really weird feeling that went along with that. So everybody wants to avoid it. What are some things that you can do to make sure that you're not impacted by it? Yeah. So, and and that's a really good question. I know what it feels like. And I've had family members that have been taken advantage of in that way. And it burns me up. You know, I don't like to see that happen to anybody, including myself. Some of the ways that think that we can try to avoid it or limit it is basically allow technology to also help you in those areas as well. And one of the ways is email service providers, spam filters. A lot of email providers out there have a spam service that you can use or that just automatically may come with your account that will filter, you know, spam emails, which includes phishing attempts and things like that. So that, you know, what comes in your inbox is, uh, it should be all your good emails. So that's one method. Another method too is I, I do this on my work side, but I should do also do this on my uh, personal side. And I think this is a good idea. You know how you go into your email and you create email rules and create boxes? Well, if you start doing that, or if you haven't done that, if you start doing that on your personal email and you create those boxes with people that you trust, you say, okay, any email coming in with at if you use Chase, Chase.com, go to this box, you know, finance box or, you know, your, your, if you got kids, your kids school, put a box for that. And all your trusted emails, you create rules for them. It'll take a little time to do that, but you can also filter those things that way. That way, you know, over time that if anything is coming into my main box and let's say it had something to do with my bank, you know, the first thing you're going to think is, well, why didn't it hit the filter? You know, so you got that. A, a, a third thing you could do, which I would really suggest is that anyone that you communicate with on a semi, you know, regular basis, you know, once every couple of weeks or so, or is, you know, sending you uh, information, you get the app. If they have an app available uh, that you can download, get the app for your phone. And the reason why I think that this is good is because let's say you do, you know, a lot of, you know, shopping with Amazon or Walmart or whatever the case may be. They have an app. If there's something wrong with your account, you know, if somebody, let's say you, you get a phishing email from Target and they, you know, saying you need to log in your Target account or something like that. Don't do that. Go straight to the app, click the app and, and, and check it out. See if there is something wrong with your account. You're going directly to them. And also, a lot of these retail places, if they do have apps, they will communicate to you through your app. If someone is trying to get into your account, you will receive a notification from the app telling you that. Somebody's trying to log into your account from, you know, yada, yada, you know. Having that app on your phone is a good way of kind of verifying. The next thing is, is... um baseline your emails. I mean, we go through our emails, you know, semi-regularly, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't count how many times I actually check my email, but I would probably say maybe, maybe five, four or five times a day, you know, let your brain get a good idea of what, what, what does it look like when Walmart sends me an email? 
What does it look like when Target sends me an email? What does it look like, you know, when I get all these different emails? What do those generally look like? Because when the phishing email comes in, it's always going to look a little different. When you baseline those emails and what normal looks like, as soon as you see something that looks a little off, your brain is just, it's going to fire and tell you something's not right, which is going to help you kind of not click that link or not, you know, do that. So th- those are my my suggestions. No, those are great. I've done that with my credit card before. And I'm like, ah, just, I'm just going to make sure. And then I log in on the app. And if, it, if they've sent me an email, it's going to be in my messages from them too. And it's great that companies are taking those precautions. I think we're going to have to keep thinking of more and more layers. But that's good. I like that baselining of emails as well. I mean, I know that a lot of these things are, oh, it can yeah. feel time consuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's more time consuming is the fallout afterwards, <laughs> which you're going to talk about too. Like, let's say you put in some information or even, or you notice that there's a phishing email. Like, is there a way to report that? Like even for consumers or anything that reporting phishing or suspicious emails. I mean, I know what my workplace has in, in common. Like I have a button right in Microsoft Outlook. They were like, this is a phishing attempt. And they're like, great, we'll look into it. And then I don't know where it goes. <laughs> but, you know, on my personal account, like what, what should people be doing? That spam filter. Usually there's a way if you, something gets through, if you go into your options, typically there's a way that you can report that you know, that email as spam or phishing or however, I mean, everybody has different, you know, email providers, but usually there's a way to report an email. And the good thing with with doing that is, is when you report it, if you have multiple people that are reporting the same type of email, then they will add that to their spam filter and do whatever they do on the back end, you know, to either block, you know, the sender or whatever the case may be so that other users aren't impacted by that. So it is very helpful for the overall good. You know, usually, like I said, if you look around on your email thing, it's usually probably somewhere, not inside the email, but, you know, kind of how you open up the email, they'll usually have some place where you can report that. That's great. I mean, really, thank you so much for sharing with us about your vision, how we see ourselves in cyber. It does take a community to fight back. So I think it's an important thing to consider. So if people wanted to connect with CISA for more information about this or for a job, how could they do that? Well, uh, CISA has a website, www.cisa.gov, and it's associated with the U.S. CERT. And there's a lot of tips, security tips on that website pertaining to phishing and social engineering and a lot of things to keep yourself safe in cyberspace. It's a really good read. I recommend that everybody, you know, read that and just get a good idea about, you know, just some good tips on how, how to keep yourself safe. Well, thanks so much, Colby, for giving us more information on that. And we'll be sure to check out uh, CISA.gov for just general information and CISA.gov forward slash careers. If candidates are interested in even having a career and coming around, like they see themselves in cyber. So specifically as their job too, that'd be great. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today at ClearedCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com. This episode of Cleared Cast is brought to you by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. 